a scattered dream that's like a far off memory. A far off memory that's like a scattered dream. I want to line the pieces up, yours and mine. Welcome to the B&B. I'm Bread. And I'm Biscuit. Uh, we're just chilling here in B&B Studios, hanging out, recording another podcast, like we do, because hopefully you've been listening to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you have, or even if you haven't, and this is your first, we would love for you to uh, stop, take a little coffee break, maybe get <sighs> some tea, a nice afternoon beverage, Ooh. wherever you are in your day, and go leave us a review. We'd really like to hear what you're liking about it or even not liking if you have any cool ideas of stuff we can talk about in the future that would be awesome follow us on social media anything we really like hearing from you guys when it happens so go do that right now but when you're done doing that make sure you come back and finish this episode yeah please definitely it's a good one you're not gonna want to miss it especially if you just took a coffee break you're energized to really listen and engage to the rest of the podcast yeah perfect timing go do that well, as we were discussing uh, the topic for this episode, um, we were kind of all over the place at first, and then we kind of started narrowing down into this concept of nostalgia. Mm. Um, just this idea that um, memories uh, can create these bittersweet feelings within us uh, that make us long for uh, better times or simpler times, uh, whatever that may look like or be. So um, we thought we would discuss kind of things that, you know, were personal to us, but also made us a little uh, nostalgic. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we were kind of creating, compiling this list of different things that we were both feeling like made us really nostalgic. And we were kind of talking about it, writing it down as we were doing it. And as we were doing that, um, what we had like, we had a long list going. And at one point we were just asking ourselves, how long is this episode going to be? Yeah, because we would think of something and that would like trigger another memory. Or Once you start making a list, especially of nostalgic things, you just keep going. The daisy cool. chain of memories yeah. was just wild because we would say like music and then we would like the music that was nostalgic to us was nostalgic because we were playing a video game at the same yeah. time. And around that time, we were also watching this TV show, you know, like oh, yeah. it was... It just kind of chains it all together, which is I found interesting uh, yeah. as a part of the process of it's fun too diving into this topic. Yeah. So, uh, what are some things that made you really remember your past? <laughs> um. So I feel like it's anything kind of sensory related. Yeah. Um. So any of the five senses, if it touched big on any of those, then I, it probably has some sort of nostalgic. F- memories uh linked to it sure. for me oh yeah um uh, as i thought about it like music that i go back to and listen to uh that i'm like oh man this is like high school you know like 
Oh yeah. Uh, there's just some of that music or even just a style of music. Usually it's a specific band for me. It's, uh, really anything like remotely emo, <laughs> uh, so the emo like, phase, even just like the kind of rock, the punk rock kind of, cause like a newfound glory, I wouldn't say is oh. really emo, yeah, but they're, they're kind of angsty and yeah. they're a little, you know, they're there. Uh, but like that stuff really reminds me of um, like first getting my license, driving around, <laughs> listening to that stuff. Yeah. And that's like, that's what my siblings listened to when they were in high school. And I was uh-huh. like, this is cool. But I was in what, elementary school, middle school. Yeah. So. Uh, emo, definitely. Anything, you know, remotely emo. My Chemical Romance holds a special place in my oh, heart. dude. Just because. Three cheers for Sweet Revenge. Yeah. Great album. Mm. And then um, we were kind of talking about video games, uh, especially in the, um, what was that, two episodes ago? I don't know. Something like that. Recently. video gaming career uh, (laughs) episode uh, when we were talking about, or I was talking about Zelda being one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. We were kind of talking about Ocarina of Time and uh, the Song of Storms Mm -hmm. and like that segment really made me nostalgic oh, in that yeah. moment. Like thinking, like reminiscing about these times with my brother playing these video games. Um, I think Kingdom Hearts is also in the same vein for me. Uh, yeah. There's just something about it that is so like happy. Yeah. That I just, I can't, it's gotta be because they partnered with Disney, obviously. <laughs> it was sweet. And you, you do bring that game up every Two or three weeks, it just kind of comes up in conversation. Yeah. So it obviously has stuck around. And what well, I was watching Lock and Key, and yeah. I was like, it just really reminds me of Kingdom Hearts <laughs> for some reason. I really yeah, like the cool it. keys and the Keyblade yeah. type stuff, different abilities. And so I guess that brings up a good uh, next one. Uh, television is also something that uh, I think makes me nostalgic. And I put down Scrubs. As something that makes me nostalgic. Great show. And it is my number one favorite show of all time. It is. And just because I can... You declared it. Oh, yeah. Nice. I can go back to Scrubs at any point in time and just um, love it immediately. Yeah, dude. Obviously, uh, as a Scrubs fan, I don't talk about season nine, but that's that's okay. (laughs) I understand that. But, like, I have really vivid memories of me watching Scrubs when staying home sick from high school and just like with yeah. a lemon lime uh, Gatorade. Oh yeah. And Gotta just have that Gatorade. Hot chicken noodle soup all day watching scrubs. And scrubs. Like that to the me. Trifecta of healing. Yeah. That is a care package for when <laughs> I'm sick. Nice. Um, so like, I don't know, even though I was sick and I was feeling miserable, scrubs still like provided that joy in that moment. And nice. I can think back to that and it, it makes me, ha- it makes me remember that moment, uh, in time when, you know, I just had less responsibility. Yeah. I really, I wasn't doing much. You could just put a TV show on, soup yeah. and a drink and like life is fine. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about everything coming tomorrow or once you get sick, all the stuff that you have, you missed out yeah. having to do. Yeah, oh man. yeah. Cause now with work, if you miss a day, it's like. Oh man, I really need to make this up when yeah. you're sick. But in high school, when you're sick, you're like, heck yeah, man, I can't wait to get out of this mm-hmm. homework assignment or whatever. Now you'll have scrubs on on the TV, but you'll exactly. have your laptop in bed 
catching up on if yeah. it didn't work. Yeah. But uh, food also, kind of when I was describing the lemon lime Gatorade, uh, deep dish pizza. It, like Are you reminds- from Chicago or something? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chicago suburb area. Yes. Um, for the people who know me, they'd be like, you're not from Chicago. (laughs) Okay. Uh, but for my friends in Quincy, yes, I'm from Chicago. (laughs) Deep dish pizza though, just reminds me of home. It reminds me of visiting home. Uh, there's something warm about it. Obviously it came out (laughs) of the oven, but, uh, like it, it, for your soul. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, usually a lot of people are gathered to eat a deep dish pizza. Usually you don't, it's not just like a two (laughs) people thing. Yeah. Um, it can be, but usually it's not. And I think it gathers a bunch of people and that's where a lot of memories are made too with food. And I think that's why I enjoy cooking so much and cooking for people. Hmm. It creates those memories and, uh, things to be nostalgic about later down in the road. (laughs) Well, uh, Biscuit, uh, what are mm-hmm. some things that make you nostalgic? Well, Did as, you get new gauges? Yes. I was like, those look shiny. Something's off about him today. Shiny. <laughs> he looks shiny. <laughs> yeah, I went up a size. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, some things that really make me remember the past. There's plenty. Obviously, as we oh, talked yeah, about. Sure. So I, I have a little longer list, and I'm going to go through them quickly just so I can kind of hit a bunch of different things. Music, as you were talking about My Chemical Romance, it took me to places. Uh, I remember early in my music listening career, I listened to a lot of like gangster rap, mm. like Tech 9 and 3-6 Mafia. Dang, I'm dude. not endorsing them at this point because I don't really listen to that anymore, <laughs> but it does take me back. Um, food, Chipotle. If oh. you know me, you know it's my favorite food. But I remember back in high school, um... And like the first couple years of college when I was still with that group, we'd always go to Chipotle and, you know, we'd have like the two club and the three club where you'd eat two or three burritos in one sitting. (laughs) That's Uh, insane. And you always, there's a technique to unwrap the foil right and you don't let any spill into the basket. Mm -hmm. It's the right way to eat a burrito. Anyways, good (laughs) memories with that. Um... When it comes like TV shows, I'm a huge anime guy. Yeah. I do love Scrubs, so I do watch some real people shows. But Bleach is a, a big anime, and it was my first foray into that. Mm. And at the time, it was like 360 episodes, and yeah. I watched the whole thing. Wow. Which for me, not a binger, was an impressive feat, and that kind of kicked off uh, my anime career. Yeah. I don't know. And anime has really formed me a lot. And we can talk about that another time. That's a whole podcast. Yes, it is. Um, but Bleach really takes me back to when I started to get into the whole world. Um, you may remember, shoot, 90s, early 2000s, uh, little sweatbands that were like bracelets were popular oh, yeah, yeah. with logos. I had one with a watch in it and I'd wear like oh, two wow. or three of them on my arm. What? Which, yeah, it's like going eight inches up your arm. I looked like a dweeb. <laughs> if you wear those, you're not a dweeb. I just personally did look like one. Uh, but when I, I don't know, go to the mall ever, like go into a Hot Topic to get a t-shirt or something, <laughs> you see those things still. And I remember like, oh man, I used to wear like five weird necklaces yeah. and bracelets. I was like, what was I doing? Man, Hot Topic. Talk about nostalgia. Oh, dude, I love Hot Topic. <laughs> um 
Zoomies. <laughs> Sweatbands. I, I didn't sweat necessarily, but uh, rollerblades? <laughs> a lot of sweat coming from the wrist. <laughs> yeah. The forearm I, I played was some tennis before, sweating. but not when I was wearing sweatpants. <laughs> uh, rollerblades is another one. You don't see rollerblades very often anymore, but in high school, uh, me and my friend Jason, after school every day, would go to the skate park, and uh, we had aggressive inline blades. Aggressive. And it was fun, man. Like, I couldn't skateboard really well. I could, mm. like, roll around and mm -hmm. ollie and do a couple tricks, but on blades, I could... Uh, I could do a backflip. I could hit some rails. I could do some cool tricks. Those are, and it was just so much fun. Those uh, skates too are pretty heavy. Yeah, I have a pair still. I oh, just is that working your favor? I could use them for a backflip. Like, does it swing you over, or is it hard to get? Uh, I wouldn't say it really does much one way or the other. It depends okay. on the pipe or the sure, sure, sure. angle of the jump you're going off of yeah i was just curious <laughs> i don't know it's been about 15 years yeah, so. sure. <laughs> um gooseberries gooseberries is another one uh, gooseberries are, gooseberries are a fruit they look like little bitty watermelons and i remember on the house i grew up on in columbia uh the backyard had gooseberries and there's this little park area near our house that we'd walk to and i would just pluck them off the bush and eat them and they're super tart and sour mm. which i really like yeah. i mean i know my dad really likes gooseberries and gooseberry pie we have it every once in a while at home gooseberry pie but gooseberries since like you never really hear about gooseberries takes me back to that backyard sounds like goose droppings it's completely different i guarantee <laughs> i have not tried goose droppings but i would i would bet that they taste pretty different <laughs> i bet they're not as tart <laughs> um and then I guess the last one I'll hit is we were talking about video games or TV shows and music combined. Uh, Turok on N64 and the first Gorillaz album, hmm. which I probably listened to about two days ago again because I oh, love yeah. it. If I listen to that album, the album is so good. Yeah. And I remember sitting in my bedroom playing Turok on N64 um, with one of my friends, Andy. And I don't remember his last name. So on the off chance that you're listening to this and remember that, reach out to me on Facebook. Please. Because <laughs> I forgot we need to know. exactly what your last name was. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. But it was just it was just good times. You know, not much responsibility. I could come home. It was when the Nintendo 64 was the console of the time. Hmm. And I I think a few years ago I tried to replay that game. I just I had no idea what was going on. It's so hard to go that far back sometimes. Hmm. Like Nintendo and Super Nintendo. It's easy to go back to, but that 64 controller and all the different layouts and, and it was, it was tough. Anyways, those are some great memories and there's so many more that are coming into my mind right now. Well, now everybody, it's time for a product review with our good friend Biscuit. Biscuit, what do you got for us today? In 1999, the Iowa XP SP920 cross trainer portable CD player was released. Now this particular portable CD player had some really cool features, including water and heat resistant construction, anti-shock system offering up to 48 seconds of skip protection. That's almost an entire minute, if you know your math. Super T-Bass for deep bass sound and neckband headphones that included a battery meter and stopwatch. Now I did own this CD player amongst different models. 
Uh, and some of my favorite features of this were a locking lid through a dial on the top rather than a little switch that you would usually use on the side of a portable CD player. Uh, if you ever own one of these, you're probably thinking about your portable CD player listening times in the past. Um, and so hopefully some of this makes sense. But some of the other really cool features is uh, the Super T deep bass sound. Now, Beats by Dre are always really popular these days because of the deep bass that they offer. But at the time, this portable CD player, I believe, was close. Maybe they weren't as, as crystal clear. Obviously, it's 1999, but the bass was there. It was bumping. Whatever I was listening to, I was feeling the bass. Um, you could use any CDs in it. A lot of times you could only use CD minus R or CD minus plus RW for read or rewrite on those CD players. Uh, but this one, I believe, supported all formats. So if you had all that music from Napster or LimeWire downloaded and you, you, know, you went through the uh, strenuous process of trying to fit the right amount of songs on the size limit on the CD and trying to find the right formats and everything, this CD player supported it all. So if you're looking for a portable CD player, this one's pretty old. I'm not really sure where you can still buy it, but if you want one, I would give it a try. That is the Iowa XP SP920 Cross Trainer Portable CD. Give it a check out. Check it out, listen to it, use it, play it, fit it in your Jinko jeans pocket, whatever you want to do. If you want to live in 1999, this is the CD player for you. Thank you, Biscuit, for that product review. Uh, now back to our scheduled programming. So something that we were talking about that I feel like had a nostalgic vibe or feel for the both of us was uh, vinyls. And yes. I think vinyls uh, were an interesting choice for us to kind of dive in deeper to because, I mean, I, I was kind of raised on vinyls, but mm -hmm. not like, like that wasn't my primary source of listening to. Sure. I usually, it was like a CD player, and a, a little small MP3, a little off-brand Walmart thing. Uh, with some tangled up corded headphones oh, or yeah. earbuds. And uh, I never really, you know, like grew up on vinyls. My dad had them around, but that was, that was kind of it. But for some reason, when I hear a vinyl or honestly even see a vinyl, uh, there's something about it that is kind of has this nostalgic feel to it. Uh, for sure. And... And that's not to say like it, it just has an old school vibe. It does. But there's something about it that uh, gives you this bittersweet like feeling inside, inside your soul. Mm. Um, so I, I figured we could uh, kind of dive into what that looks like. Uh, kind of just talk about the concept of uh, nostalgia-ism a little bit more. Nostalgism? Nostalgism. Nostalgism. Sure. <laughs> um, and like, I don't know, kind of even going back to like, how, how are they made? You know, uh, you've kind of seen vinyls resurfacing now amongst the millennial generation, uh, and then being kind of this retro old school, uh, thing that millennials tend to cling to, uh, and love. And what makes them so special? And why are they still relevant? That's a good question. I personally love vinyls myself. Mm -hmm. 
personally love vinyls myself. I personally love vinyls. Uh, similar when I grew up, I remember my parents having some vinyl records too and the record player. And I have a lot of those vinyls now. Do I listen to them necessarily? Not really, but it does give me that same old school vibe mm. just to have them and kind of collect them. Um, and I think something about the sound quality of them is that warm analog kind mm. of imperfect sound. A lot of the audio files and stuff now you have flack and you have these noise canceling headphones that try to make everything sound perfectly clear and mm -hmm. perfectly mastered and edited. And so vinyl gives you that feeling of like raw music. It lets you feel imperfections. You kind of hear the, you know, the crackle, the yeah. old school way of recording. And so even records that are pressed today are either created with or naturally have that sound that does kind of give you an older vibe, even though it's recorded, you know, 2020. Mm. Uh, so it does definitely carry that. And I was looking into kind of how they were created and what makes that sound. And I thought it was pretty cool that new vinyl record pressing machines haven't been created since the early 1980s. Mm. And so records are being made with this really old equipment. And I'm sure that has something to do with the sound that it creates. Mm. Um, and you know, you're playing it through a needle that's reading all this stuff from the grooves in it, which already to me is confusing. It seems so scientific. Like it yeah. seems like that would be impossible to get it perfect. Yeah. And even remotely close to perfect. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't get it. It's crazy. It's old school. It's a technology ahead of its time. Yeah. So I'm, we were talking about, uh, that warmth, you know, that crackle, that, that sound. I think that is the heart of vinyl. You know, obviously mm -hmm. I think that, uh, provides the richness that people are looking for in a vinyl. But we had kind of discussed, um, that crackle sound being this nostalgic yeah. uh, inspiration for us, but as well as, you know, a countless other people in America. But what does, uh, I mean, I, I was kind of touching on this earlier. I've never was like raised on vinyl, but for some reason it still has a place in my heart where yeah. it, it does make me a little nostalgic uh, listening to it or even just I wouldn't even say just vinyl in general like just hearing that sound sure like you'll hear that crackle in like hip-hop beats or something yeah and you know the song was made in 2020 but it it still has this like nostalgic vibe to it oh yeah and it's interesting to me that you can pull that out of people who have never really experienced it firsthand and we were kind of talking about that idea of firsthand and secondhand nostalgia yeah. uh, feeling and kind of how people who were raised on vinyls um, showed those to their kids and their kids had a, you know, experience with them growing up and then technology shifted. And now it's more of like memorabilia for those people. Yeah, but like those collectors. people are having kids mm -hmm. and now they're, you know, it's like uh, their kids are growing up with like a secondhand experience of the vinyl experience, if you will. Yeah. 
And I don't know, it like this feeling of nostalgia towards that warm crackle vinyl sound. Is that kind of handed down through generations or is that more of just like, uh, something that we hear that reminds us of a simpler time of machinery that is a little bit more, uh, archaic in terms of technology and i mean is that where the nostalgic feeling comes from where where do you feel like the nostalgic feeling originates uh i guess secondhand through all of this yeah when we were talking about this too we were mentioning kind of that a lot of trends reappear every so often and we're talking about vinyl you know the reason i buy them half the time now because they create colored pressings or unique pressings mm. and they're so they're kind of a collector's item but i don't necessarily always listen to them probably because i'm lazy and you know putting a vinyl on and three songs later you got to get up and flip it over mm-hmm. uh i know i can just otherwise turn spotify on and listen for hours uh but this idea of secondhand nostalgia as we've been coining it yeah maybe I like it. Patent. Bread and biscuit. <laughs> uh, secondhand nostalgia. Created 2020. You heard it here first. Though. Yes, it's us. Um, when I listen to vinyl, I did not necessarily live in the time where vinyl was the premier primary way of listening to music. Mm. But because I know that it's an older technology, like you were mentioning, uh, I don't, I don't know if I could claim it as nostalgia being this memory of the past, but it does make me feel like I was, I don't know, not around, Hmm. but it just makes me feel reminiscent, even though I didn't experience it. And I'm pretty sure that would probably play into how everybody feels when they listen to vinyl, whether or not they grew up with it, whether or not this is the first time they've heard it it probably does play a heart because plays does play a part because you're talking about that warmth and that analog sound. It's mm. just an older thing. And say when you, um, I don't know, you go to the grocery store and you find that like Abba Zabba bar or like a, a candy bar, or something you haven't had sure. in however old you are, 10, 30, 40 years, you feel that, uh, older, simpler experience. And maybe you've never had that candy bar, but since you know it's kind of a classic, sure. older thing, you kind of partake in that. And you didn't live it, but you feel mm. secondhand somehow this uh, alignment with a community that's not necessarily your own, but makes mm. you part of a bigger picture. Interesting. I like that word, community. I feel like yeah. that plays a big part into the feeling of nostalgic uh, or nostalgia. Um Something I thought was interesting, just as you were talking, I was thinking about this. Uh, I went to a Death Cab for Cutie concert uh, semi-recently. And when I was there, I was like, man, I got to get some merch. Uh, I would love a tour shirt just because I don't really have that much Death Cab apparel. Mm -hmm. And I like Death Cab. Got to represent. And uh, I was there at the merch booth looking around and they had cassettes. Yeah. uh, That were... um, you know, available for purchase. And I was like, interest. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, Obviously, uh, it's kind of the same vein as vinyl, uh, but for like the next generation. 
Yeah. It's like, it's got that throwback feel to it. Um, and I mean, they had vinyls there as well. So not discounting that, but cassettes, I feel like are, they don't provide that same audio quality as vinyls do, Mm -hmm. but it is the same when it comes to like memorabilia. Like it's this idea of the past. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like for the next generation. And I see a lot of people actually doing cassettes now, uh, bands doing Yeah, they've been doing that for sure. And I've actually seen a couple couple, uh, like thumb drives that look like cassettes. Yeah. So it's digital, but it actually looks like a cassette. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's not so much what you're hearing that's nostalgic, but it's like the medium in which it's being sold. So like masking it almost. Yeah, do do you think that in years to come, even though a lot of current music is still released on CD, like in maybe 10, 15 years, well, that's what I was, CDs will start to like yeah. resurge at concerts? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Because it's that next wave? Yeah, it'll be kind of like an updated version of the vinyl will we'll be like the CD and we'll be like, oh, remember when <laughs> we had digital copies, of, like hard copies like CDs instead of yeah. downloading straight to our brains, um, you know, whatever that looks like. So this idea of uh, listening to vinyls for a nostalgic feel, uh, there's there's actually some benefits to that um, that we were kind of coming across. For sure. Some things that like memories can provide some sort of healing abilities, mm-hmm. if you will. For sure. Because uh, at the heart of it, I feel like you, you can't feel nostalgic about something unless you have a fond memory of it. Yeah. Um, cause I, you can correct me if, if you think I'm wrong, but, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think you get nostalgic about memories that are bad memories. You're not like, Oh yeah, that was the time that I totally almost drowned. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it, it's more of happy memories that you wish you could go back to. I feel like is that feeling, that sentiment. Um, so as we don't live in the past, um, there are also, uh, factors of remembering the past. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what you said, you, you kind of looked into the benefits of feeling nostalgic. Yeah. Maybe you can speak into some of that. Yeah. Well, first I think it'd be good to define nostalgia oh, yeah, as good. we're talking about the positive sides or yeah. whatever. Sorry. It happened so late in the episode, guys. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> nostalgia, if you didn't already know what it was, is defined as a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. So you are correct in that nostalgia does relate to happy times, good things that have happened. Mm. Uh, And then a little history about it. The uh, term nostalgia was originally coined by a 17th century Swiss physician, uh, who attributed soldiers' mental and physical maladies to their longing to return home. Uh, it was like a depression. It was a negative thing. It was like an ailment. Nostalgia started as this thing that, for soldiers, was a, a painful thing that did not help them be successful in battle or whatever they were doing, you know. So it definitely started as very different than we currently believe it to be. And the article I was reading goes on to say, that now nostalgia has been shown to counteract loneliness, boredom, and anxiety. It makes people more generous to strangers and more tolerant of outsiders. Couples feel closer and look happier when they're sharing nostalgic memories. 
On cold days or in cold rooms, people use nostalgia to literally feel warmer. Hmm. And nostalgia does have its painful side. It's a bittersweet emotion. But the net effect is to make life seem more meaningful and death less frightening. And when people speak wistfully of the past, they typically become more optimistic and inspired about the future. And we were talking about earlier, like the stuff that we remember, Mm -hmm. the nostalgia, it's clearly a happy thing. And like now I want to go listen to My Chemical Romance. And now it makes me kind of, in remembering those happy times, it makes me think that in 10 years from now, I may think back to this moment and like, Mm. if I'm listening to a podcast, you know, in 2030, I'm like, oh man, remember like, if we're not still recording at the time, remember when we recorded a podcast? Like it is clearly a beneficial thing. Mm. It does have its benefits. Like people use it to literally feel warmer. We're making memories right now. Yeah, man. And you guys are a part of it. Yes, we're all a big community of nostalgia. Later. Now it's time for the B&B Bulletin with your hosts, Bread and Biscuit. Rod Blagojevich was commuted alongside 10 others recently by President Trump in efforts to get more people to show up to his Wednesday poker nights. In a turn of events, Blagojevich is on trial again for fixing the poker games. The race for the Democratic presidential spot heats up as Bernie Sanders takes the lead followed by, in order, Joe Biden, Mike Bloomberg, Elizabeth Warren, and Pete Buttigieg. The race for the presidency spot isn't over, though, as each candidate will receive, at the least, a participation medal, so that everyone feels as though they have won. In this fiery political climate, feel the burn or fear the burn. New photos emerge of a familiar superhero with an unfamiliar face behind the mask. Robert Pattinson is in line to play in the upcoming film, The Batman, which is supposed to look at the first year of Bruce Wayne's endeavors as Batman. We can expect a lot of crying and emotional angst. From vampire to bat, it will have its emotional tolls, undoubtedly. The Wuhan-originated coronavirus is still in the news, affecting many spheres of the global economy. Many people have been checking their shirt tags for the ever-so-present made-in-China mark, creating a second wave of fear for clothing-contracted disease. As a result, a good portion of the people of Walmart have been infected. So clearly we've experienced a lot of emotional memories in this episode, and hopefully we've... uh, in the positive way triggered some positive emotional memories of your past. And so after this, what else you can do for us is maybe go to the grocery store, buy a pack of Gushers, uh, grab that candy bar you haven't had in 10, 15 years, uh, do something to make you experience nostalgia, have that bittersweet emotion that makes you um, just feel better, feel more positive about the future, be more excited about things to come and relive something that you haven't been able to experience in a while. Yeah, get a little bit of that warmth. Uh, maybe go out buy vinyl. Yeah, yeah, support the music scene. Definitely, yeah, buy vinyl. Thank you for listening. If you would like to contribute to the Bread and Biscuit podcast, head over to our Anchor website to make a donation. Any amount is greatly appreciated and allows us to do what we do just with better audio quality and sound effects. Go to anchor.com slash bread and biscuit podcast to contribute.